the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of, you, until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence and be forever with you. On the church table? The Lord is my best friend. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me. Life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain fellowship, a.k.a. VCF. My name is Josiah Pishka, this is Doug Pishka, and this is Fionn Pishka. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pastor everybody. Doug and Fiona here. That was Josiah. Yes. Our nine-year-old. And we're doing something brand new. What are we doing, Doug? We are doing a, a class called Jumpstart Your Journey with Jesus. And we're going to be covering uh, nine things that's going to help propel a person's relationship to go further in the Lord. We're not covering all nine today. No, we? we're just okay. going to do one today. <laughs> all right. It's going to be a simple day today. So what we're going to do, if you want to follow along with us for the next few weeks after church on Sunday... Uh, when everyone's already left and the building's empty. So if we show you a shot of the sanctuary, you'll see an empty building. Um, we're going to do these recordings just for you and your friends and your family. So make sure to watch out for us when we pop up live on your Facebook page or your YouTube um, announcement. And share with your friends and learn some basics about Christianity. Sometimes I think we forget that we could have missed the basic yes. along the way. So we're just going to uh -huh. go through each step, nine things Doug says. Yes. And uh, so Doug's going to do the teaching, and I'm going to interrupt him as if I were you uh -huh. and I had a question about it. <laughs> well, you know, if you know something about um, professional athletes, mm -hmm. they are continually going over the basics. Yes. And they've gone over the basics so much and so well that um, it, it enhances their ability to play the game or whatever sport they're playing. So that's what we need to do as Christians. We need to go over the basics. Yeah, I'm thinking about this in the, in the sense of muscle memory. When you learn music, when you're, you know, <laughs> I try to take a few piano yeah. lessons. And one of the things that uh, the teacher will ask you to do is to keep practicing. And the whole point of that is so that your fingers develop muscle memory. So when you get on the piano, you don't always have to think, what is an A? Mm -hmm. what, you know, you number your fingers. Well, spiritually speaking, we should develop muscle memory yes. for the basic things of God so that when the devil comes at us, we already have information at our fingertips yes. that we can work and use against the devil to um, to overcome so that we can live this Christian life. So I'm yep. excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, so um, I, I believe that God gave us uh, these nine things, and it's going to help propel a person on their journey with Jesus. You know, Jesus is a journey. And um, I guess we're going to go ahead and begin uh, with the book of Acts okay. on uh, chapter 2. And, you know, the Bible records for us 
uh, a lot of good things. And there was a time when the church was growing. It, it had just started after the day of Pentecost. And uh, in Acts 2, uh, it talks about, uh, it mentions these nine things that we're going to talk about. I'm not going to read the whole verse, um, but number one, uh, they repented or they got uh, born again. And then secondly, they received the Holy Spirit. Uh, thirdly, they were faithfully uh, devoted to fellowship. Um, they attended church regularly. They uh, studied and prayed together. They worshiped and praised God continually. And they began to give generously. And they met in their homes. Uh, growth came out of fellowship. And finally, they shared the message in a powerful way to help others. So today, we're going to talk about the basic foundation number one, and that's being born again. Yes. What is it, and how do you get it? Right. Good question. So uh, being born again is God's gift to mankind. He gave us his son, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it is only through Jesus that we can get reconnected to the Father and so um, we receive his love, his goodness, and his forgiveness uh, through being born again. Um, we believe that Jesus is God's son, that he died uh, on the cross and he rose again from the dead. And when we confess him as Lord, that's really how a person becomes born again. So maybe a person never heard that term right. before. So they're probably wondering, what does that mean to be born again? Right. Well, you know, the other thing is, why do we need to be born again? Like, what's the difference of being born again for Christianity versus being good? Yeah. Well, we could never be good enough to earn but our way. But why couldn't I be good enough? I mean, that's my question. If I were looking at this <laughs> brand new, I'd be like, why couldn't I just be good enough? Because Jesus was a good person. Well, I'll answer it this way. If we could be good enough then why did God have to send his son, Jesus? That's a good question. Why did he have to send his son, Jesus? <laughs> so if we could be good enough, we wouldn't need a savior. Right. If we could be good enough, then um, Jesus wouldn't have had to do what he did. Right. But because we can't be good enough, we needed a savior. Yes. And nobody on this earth qualified to be savior. Right. He was the only one who was sinless. Right. That's what I was going to ask you. Why yeah. did nobody qualify? Because everybody was born into sin. Yes. Because we came from two parents that were both sinners to begin with. Yes. So I had this question asked of me this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, what is the virgin birth from a nine-year-old? Mm. <laughs> so I had to figure out how to answer that, but I did. But the point is that's one of the markers of the reason we could be born again is because of Jesus who came to the earth yes. sinless. Anyway, yes. continue. So <laughs> Jesus, uh, he met a religious leader in John chapter 3. Mm -hmm. His name was Nicodemus. So you think that a religious leader would know the answers right. to these questions. Right. And uh, Jesus told him something very interesting in verse 3. He said, unless you are born again you will never see the kingdom of God. Mm. And immediately Nicodemus was thinking, well, born again, d does that mean I go back into my mother's womb and uh, go through that thing again? And uh, Jesus was illustrating uh, to be born again means to be born from above. Mm. 
Ah. It means to have a different nature. Yes. And when a person is born again, they become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Jesus said this, that you have to be born again. And how does someone become born again? We believe that Jesus is who he said he was, and we put our trust in him. So who did Jesus say he was? What do I have to believe? Well, you have to believe that he is God's son. Right. I'm looking here. And you have Mm -hmm. to believe that um, he did everything that he did to save us or to uh, give us an opportunity to be born again. So uh, the reward for being born again is eternal life. Yes. Life everlasting. Yes. But see, if, you, if you're coming from a place where you're not currently born again, yes. or you, you received Jesus when you were a kid in Sunday school, now you're an adult, your life's miserable, or maybe it's great, but it's still something's missing, to think that you would live forever in that state, Nobody ever wants to do that. So eternal life, explain eternal life, because people might have a, a, an odd con- concept of eternal life. Well, eternal life doesn't begin when a person dies. A t- right. Eternal life begins when a person accepts Jesus Christ as Lord. And it's, it's that public confession, it's that uh, belief in, in who he is that causes a person to be born again. And just like a baby Mm -hmm. is born into a family. Well, a newborn baby is going to need to be nurtured, cared for, and, but they're going to go through uh, phases of development and it's going to help them grow. But that's uh, getting a a little bit ahead of ourselves. ourselves. But the born again experience, we receive eternal life. Let me just uh, say what some of the things the Bible says about it. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, It says, if you be in Christ, you are a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So when a person is born again, what they were was a sinner. But what they become is a child of God. So the sin nature literally is taken out of a person when Jesus comes in. Yes. So can the two live together? The two can live together, but now, before being born again, we, we, our our sin nature was the one in control. Right. But now, we're born again, and the nature of God now, we have a choice to say no to sin. Right. So before we're born again, we had the same nature inside and out. Yes. Our spirit was in agreement with our flesh to do whatever the senses would say. Yes. So it, w- it would be like we were living in darkness is what we say in churches. But when you become born again, one thing changes in you that, ch- that could change your whole life. And that's the, that's the key right there. Yeah. See, sin affected everybody in the world. And when, every, when a person is born, they're born with a sin nature. Yes. You could be the best person ever. Right. Um, you could be the most honest person ever, but you still have a sin nature. Yes. So the sin nature is what is what separates us from eternal life. Yes. And if we're separated from eternal life, we're in essence separated from God, from having a close relationship to God. Yeah. See, 
there really are three types of death. Mm -hmm. There is uh, physical death when someone ceases to breathe or they leave their body. Right. There is a spiritual death when a person is separated from God. Mm -hmm. That's what the sin nature does. Yes. Everybody born into this world is born separated or apart from God and it's like there's a gap there that no one can cross mm -hmm. and it can only be overcome one way by accepting Jesus Christ right yes that's that's good and then the third type of death is to be separated from God for eternity Mm -hmm. So someone who has never accepted Jesus Christ as Savior, and if they were to die, that's what's going to happen. They will right. be eternally separated right. from God, never with the opportunity to connect with him again. Right. And you know, the enemy of God, which we know to be the devil, Satan, right? His goal, really, one of his goals, well, John 10.10 10 tells us, you know, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. And if he could have somebody hold off for their whole life with all kinds of thoughts and ideas of why they should not um, get closer to God and become born again, then his goal is to get them to get to that point of complete separation from God for eternity, forever. Yes. Yeah. And see, what God did was he gave everyone a choice. Yes. When you're born naturally, you can't choose your family. Right. You can't choose where you're born, what location you're born in. You are born where you're born. Right. With who you're born to. Right. But being born again is a choice that every individual can make. God doesn't force us to be no. born again. This is the difference with God and with the enemy. Yes. Everything about the enemy is forced or manipulated, and you're not even realizing that's what he's doing. Right. But with God, it's an offer, and it's the best offer we would have for life. Yes, and it is the only way to avoid hell. Yes, and avoiding hell is a huge deal. I, I've heard, you know, people say, well, we're going to have a party when we go to hell. Well, there is no place for a party in hell. Hell no. has no party rooms. It's not going to be fun at all. No, the description in the Bible of hell is has no place for fun, joy, peace. It's all torment. There's one word that describes hell very well, and the word torment is part of that. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that the Bible says is found in Galatians uh, 3.25. And it talks about the, those who are born again are the children of God and you're baptized into Christ. That means you take on his characteristics, mm -hmm. his nature, and his values. Yes, that's good. So, like our son Josiah, right. uh, he's our youngest son, he introduced us today. Yes. He was born into the Pishka family. Right. So, he's going to develop characteristics and values that the Pishkas have. Mm -hmm. And um, if he was to go somewhere, and if someone were to see him and us, they would know in just a matter of a few minutes that he is our son because he takes on some of our characteristics. Yes. He's taken on the nature of a Pishka. He's taken on the values of a Pishka. Well, this is what we get to do with Jesus Christ. Right. We get to take the values, the nature, and the characteristics mm -hmm. of Christ, the anointed one. Yeah. Because we're baptized into I him. I mean, but some people, they hear what you just said, and they're like, well, I don't really want the values and the nature of my family. 
<laughs> but this is a way that we can take on a higher value and a higher nature than yes. the natural. See, there, there are two ways to become a member of a family. Number one, you get born into that family. Right. Or number two, you get adopted, get adopted into that family. Yes. And whether you're born into a family or adopted into a family, each have the same rights and privileges. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> so we get to be born into God's family because we get to choose God as our father. You know, if people don't want to choose God as their father, yeah. they can have the devil as their father. Yeah. And that's a default, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> it's a default. Because, you know, Jesus addressed a group one time and he said, you are of your father, the devil. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, another thing that the Bible says is in Philippians chapter three, uh, Verse 2, and it, it, I'm just summarizing these so you can kind of look at them for yourself. But um, when you get born again, your life's going to change. Yeah. Everything is made new. But there's going to be that temptation to kind of take on the old. Right. You know, and this right. is what was happening right. there. But isn't this the re So the reason we're doing this really is to help with that temptation. Yes. Going through these basics for you. When you become born again which we're going to give you an opportunity to do that here pretty quickly. But when you become born again, the next thing you want to do is learn about your new life. Like right. learn what is it that I just came into and how does it work? And, you know, babies are great learners. Yes. They're always taking in information because right. everything is new to them. Yes. <laughs> and the thing is, if you would take time to learn how this new life works, you'll find that it's so much more exciting than the one you were part of. So you want to become born again. Yes. I'm telling you, it's the best thing you'll ever do. If you were born again years ago and you kind of walked away and you're not experiencing some of the things we're talking about when it comes to life, then you could rededicate yourself to the Lord. There's nothing wrong with that. Start it up again and then just just uh, focus. Give yourself the next eight weeks with us as we go through this. After this, this is the nine week we're planning to do this in. Yeah. And you learn the basics. Get to know, get familiar with this stuff so that you can you take all the benefits out of it. Yeah, because we're just going to provide you with like an eagle's eye view. Right. And hopefully... You will take this information that we're sharing and you will uh, get into a deeper study on your own. Uh, we just kind of want to guide you into this. Um, I was uh, thinking about uh, babies. I, I had just lost a thought, but that's Sorry. okay. <laughs> we do this a lot. Uh, uh, yeah. But the babies are new. I mean, you, you were saying how babies watch babies. They're learners. I mean, yes. everything about this life, babies are learning. And they're not crying every time they're learning. I think sometimes they look at you and laugh while they're <laughs> running around, tr disrupting things, trying to figure out how this works. And they're laughing yeah. and you're thinking, oh, you know. But but we can do that in God's kingdom. We can become like babies. We yes. can become like children and come before him like children. Ask him questions. Why does this work? How does this work? What is this? That's the type of relationship God wants to have with us. Exactly. And, you know, this is the first step right. in a relationship with Jesus. Right. I'm, I'm so glad that God gives us a journey. Yes. yes. You know, uh, having a relationship with Jesus is a journey. It's not a final destination. It's going to take you a lifetime. Right. And you're going to have to learn how to grow and develop uh, in the new kingdom. You know, uh, James, another book in the Bible, uh, 
it talks about James 1 9. It says that being born again puts you in a high position. It puts you in a position making you an heir with Jesus. That's good. We like the word heir around here. Love the word heir. We love the word heir because our tagline is um, becoming inheriting, yes. And experiencing their benefits. (laughs) Experiencing their benefits. And so being heirs according to the promise of God from Galatians 3.28. So we like that verse. So, you know, a person's life could be so messed up that they could lose all hope. Mm -hmm. And then they get information about Jesus. And when a person gives their life to Jesus, he literally elevates them to the highest position ever. Yes. So when you become born again, you now get to hear the voice of God speak to you and tell you what to do and it's a very distinct voice compared to all the other voices you've heard before even if they were good people that spoke to you before but the voice of god will be distinctive to you and you'll know that it's god and it becomes clearer and clearer as you build your relationship with god because you're spending more time with him you're asking him questions you're reading about him in the bible which he wrote down for us so these are all tools it's not a boring life at all i mean that's one of the things i think people especially younger people or people who feel like they have their whole life together now they don't need anything and and so when you when you present being born again it sounds like it would be a boring you know church people all this stuff but i don't find it a boring life at all the christian life is probably the most exciting life and it's a powerful life oh what i was going to say before was this (laughs) there it comes um a minister said if i was in a place and they were telling people about being born again. He said, and if I wasn't born again, the first thing that I would do is get born it's again. Get born again, yeah. That's how awesome it is. That's how incredible it is. Mm-hmm. You know, to be able to reconnect with God. Yes. We were connected in the first place. Yes. This, but, but sin is what came in and disconnected us yes. through what happened in the garden with Adam and Eve. Yes. So what God is doing is he's giving us the opportunity to reconnect with him not some he's not selling us something new this was always how it was supposed to be yeah but sin came in and severed that connection absolutely and now god's giving us a way back and you know some people have this idea like well how can a good god send people to hell well he did everything that he could do right. so you don't have to go there he's not sending people to hell people are choosing to yes. go to hell being yeah. born again is the most awesome display of God's mercy yes, and love. Yes. It's like giving someone a pass, say, hey, you don't have to go to this bad place. I can provide you with an alternative. Right. That's going to be much better, much greater, and much more enjoyable. Yes, so much more enjoyable. So being born again is an act of God's mercy that he gave us to avoid a very bad place. And, um, <clears throat> you know, a person who is born again now god's given you a seat at his table Mm -hmm. the bible says that we are seated with christ in heavenly in heavenly places so your seat it gives you a different perspective because being in heavenly places i think heaven you know higher and which is true and so automatically when you become born again your perspective will change yes absolutely because you're looking from a different position yeah a person cannot be born again without any change taking place right um just like you know we when we were uh before we we had any children 
We had this idea like when when we have kids, our life's oh, not going to change. No, we're going to do the Nothing's same thing. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Boy, was that. Uh, were we surprised when everything yeah, changed? Yeah, we were. We were in shock pretty much, yeah. So you're probably wondering, okay, we, we've explained a little bit about what being born again is, but how does yes. someone get born again? You know, we want to be able to give you the how as well. And the Bible is so good because it, it leaves nothing undone. Right. There's no question. There's a there's a system and a process yes. that it, it, it just protects us even. And in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, it says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess him as Lord, it says you will be born again. Yes. Very simple. And some people say, oh, it can't be that easy. Right. That's the catch. You know why God made it so easy? Because he wants everyone to be a part of it. I mean, children can understand this. Absolutely. And and that God made it so that just at, at the earliest age possible for your life, you can choose God to keep moving on. Absolutely. So, uh, if you believe that Jesus is who he said he is, yes. he is God's son. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way to the Father. You're not going to be able to connect to the Father through any other person or any other way mm-hmm. but having a relationship with yes. Jesus. And uh, we want to be able to lead you in a prayer yes. that will, uh, it's, we call it the sinner's prayer, mm-hmm. but uh, it's simply a prayer that seals the deal, that kind of uh, gets you born again. Yeah, and you know, before we do that, I just wanted to finish off the thought of, of what Jesus did. You know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and then he was raised again. He rose on the third day, and he did all of that so that he could display the love of God for us. And he could be the sacrifice. Jesus could be the yes. sacrifice of death. And he and he was raised by God again, so he could be the living sacrifice now for us as as believers, as children of God. And so that's what we're believing in. We're believing that Jesus died for our sins, and so we don't have to die in sin. Yes. And he died for our sins. He took our place. And so all he did all the work. Our part is agreeing that he did it and accepting the work he did. That's yes. pretty much what this prayer is is saying. The prayer that you're about to pray with us is you're saying this. You're saying, I thank you, Jesus, for taking my place, and I accept your payment that you yes. paid on my behalf for me to have my relationship again with God like it was supposed to be in the first yes. place. And think about if, if someone is drowning Mm-hmm. it's going to require someone who knows how to swim right. to rescue them. You right. can't send a person who doesn't know how to swim to rescue to re- a person yeah. who's drowning. <laughs> right. So God needed a sinless yes. sacrifice. Yes. And Jesus literally took our punishment, he took our pain, and he took our place. Yes. And he bore the sin of the world. Yes. He nailed it to the cross and then on the third day, he rose again from the dead. Yes, and he became sin for us. It, yes. it, he became this thing that he never did anything to deserve. So we want to lead you in a prayer. Yes. So if you, if you need to know the Lord Jesus Christ, 
I want you to just say this after me. So, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I believe that you are God's son. I believe that you are God's son. And you died on the cross for me. And you died on the cross for taking me. Taking my punishment and pain. Taking my punishment and pain. And I believe that you rose from the dead. And I believe that you rose from the dead. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Come into my life. Come into my life. Be Lord of my life. Be Lord of my life. I confess you as Lord. I confess you as Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And it's that simple. It's that simple. So if you've done that today, if you've prayed this prayer with us, um, if you're seeing this at the end, you know, feel free to go back and, and look at what we've talked about today. And But let us know. Uh, comment in the comment box or contact us. Uh, our our page for our church is vcfpa.org. We'll put a link in the description for you. Send us a, a little note. And let us know that you have received Jesus as your Savior and that you uh, became a child of God. And we want to connect with you. We want to um, help support you on your journey. But more importantly, you know, for the next few weeks, we'll be doing these teachings together. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to know about. We've got a list of things we want to teach you. But if there's something that you want to know more about, let us know. And uh, we'll be happy to come and teach you some good stuff. And, of course, we always have our service times here at the church. Sunday mornings, 10 Mm a.m., Pastor Doug's always preaching unless we have a guest speaker. And then Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m., we meet here for a midweek study that Doug really brings in a different subject than what he does on Sunday. God moves. If you want to see how the power of God operates and demonstrates how the Holy Spirit moves on his people, this is a place to be on a Wednesday night especially and, of course, our Sunday service. So God bless you all. Any last words, Doug? Yep, and we are finalizing a a workbook uh, to go with this material. It's called Jumpstart Your Journey with Jesus. And uh, we're going to make uh, PDFs available. Um, but like I uh, said, some of the notes that from what we've talked, this today. is not really an in-depth thing, but we just want to spur on um, a further study for yourself. Amen. So well, we're excited. God, God bless you guys. And thank you so much for joining us today. And we pray that you'll come visit us here at Victory sometime. Amen. God bless, God bless you. you. Bye bye.